Thank you for joining the Home Church Podcast. For more information about Home Church, visit us at myhomechurch.org. I'm really excited this morning, obviously, what the Lord's doing, but especially because one of my, my favorite teachers is going to come forward this morning. Pastor Caesar is going to be sharing this morning. And, uh, and so I'll just let him come up so we can just keep flowing with what the Lord's doing. So, Awesome. We bless you, Lord. Is there anyone here with digestion issues? <laughs> would you just stand? Anyone who has any digestive issues, would you stand? Awesome. Uh, those around those with digestion issues, could you just place a hand on them? Yeah, just a uh, hand over here. Yeah, wonderful. Jesus, we thank you for your grace and for your power. Holy Spirit, we ask right now, would you touch every individual, Lord, with this issue, God, and would you heal in the name of Jesus? We just rebuke every issue. We command sickness to leave in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for your power and your compassion and your love to heal in the name of Jesus. We just speak life over everyone here in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, everyone around, just keep praying just for a little bit. We bless, we bless, we bless. Every digestion system, Lord, right now we bless in Jesus' name. Just a few more minutes. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right. Well, I sense the Lord strongly here. And so as I speak, I just uh, encourage you to continue to allow your heart just to be open for him to touch you and to, yeah, just get excited. Things happen. And I have no idea what will happen, but it'll be good. (laughs) Uh, As... As I was praying, um, I felt like the Lord wanted to speak to the anxious heart, and uh, I want to help bring all of us into this place of breaking agreement with uh, the things that are pressing against our lives that are producing anxiousness, uh, and to turn our attentions to Jesus. Um, the world has a, there's a lot of information touching our hearts and it's producing all sorts of things and we can say yes to it or disregard it. Um, the world has plenty to be anxious about if they don't have Jesus. Um, and there's, the body is not distinguished from the world if we're walking in that. And my goal here is not to throw stones because I know what it's like to walk in this thing. Um, but Jesus is an anchor uh, when we look at Jesus, in this moment, as, as we're encountering his presence, even now, you kind of forget about the issues that you've had, right? 
when Jesus is in the room, you start to get a revelation. Oh my goodness, he is wonderful. He is powerful. He's trustworthy. He cares about me. And then it's not that the issues go away. It's that you have anchored your heart on an individual who's unshakable and uncompromising, right? And so that's, that's the goal for today. And so, um, yeah. So we, li- we live in an anxious culture. Uh, maybe some of you know that. Some of you don't. Um, you see it on the news social media platforms you see it in the way people talk um in our families i don't know how your thanksgivings were but you know there's always at least for me um anyways we'll leave that there um and again anxiousness uh it doesn't distinguish us from the world um we are the body of christ and there and we have a hope and we have an anchor and um our you know dina was talking about this not too long ago the antithesis of depression and sadness is joy and jesus has come to bring joy the antithesis of uh fear and anxiety is peace and jesus has come to bring peace and this is our inheritance um luke 2 says as the heavens open suddenly the heavens open glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased john 14 27 Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give. And then he says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The point here is that Jesus has come to bring peace. And peace is not just an idea. There's substance to peace. It has the power to infiltrate our lives and produce uh, just this steadfastness in us. It has the power to break us free from anxiety and fear. And uh, this peace is found within the person of Jesus. It's not only that Jesus gives peace, he gives himself. He's the Prince of Peace. And that's why we're so big on coming and beholding him. Because when we see him, it, it calms the storm even while we're in it, you know? So, is everyone with me? Cool. And God is here. Can you just tell your neighbor God is here right now? God is here. You sense him, right? He's here. Jesus has come to set the captives free. He declares this in Luke 4 where he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And it goes on to say, To set at liberty those who are oppressed. This is in reference to deliverance from any type of oppression. Not just our sin, but demonic influences, forces, emotional oppression mental illness and all this stuff but also anxiousness he's come to deliver us to set us free and anxiety has a way of paralyzing us from doing what god has called us to do this is an issue it 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 hinders we are if you're wondering what your calling is you are called to receive the love of god and to love him back everything else will flow from this place our the way that we give glory to God is to receive what he's revealing and to enjoy that revelation. It's not enough that he comes and says, hey, I love you. And it's like, all right, God, that's true. You do love me. He, we, are called, we are called to enjoy that love and to live in the enjoyment of that love. <laughs> Would you mind standing? Yeah. Could everyone just extend a hand? Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your love. And I pray, God, right now that you would overwhelm her 
with your all-consuming love. In Jesus' name, I pray more, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in her life, and I just ask for more. In Jesus' name. Come on, guys, let's pray. Yeah, we just release the blessings of God right now. All-consuming love. Go deep, Lord. Go deep, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you, God. I pray more. More, 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 more in Jesus' name. More in Jesus' name. More in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you. You're healing wounds. Hallelujah. 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 He loves you so much. He loves you. There's more. Yeah. Amen. So anxiety paralyzes us from doing what God calls us to do. It also hinders us from enjoying God. What my greatest thing of my life is that I get to enjoy God. He comes into my room as I'm worshiping him, and then I get to enjoy him. Anxiety produces depression, hopelessness, and, and there's plenty of evidence that it produces sickness. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? Everyone's been there. Gee. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says he's come to enter into the strong man's house and plunder his goods. Unless he, uh, he keep, no one can do that unless he binds the strong man. Jesus has come to bind the strong man. The strong man is Satan. It's, it's the demonic influences. It's the things that were produced from the fall of man, sin. And to plunder his goods. What are his goods? Those held captive. It's you and I. Jesus has come to plunder Satan and to free us. Thank the Lord for that. And in Luke 4, when he says, you know, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, he says uh, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, it's not just a future event. We can be free from anxiousness. So if you're struggling with this, the hope is that you can be freed now. It's not just a future reality that will come. This thing will culminate. It's going to be glorious. Jesus, the real Hebrew man, is going to touch the floor and we're all going to be rocked. But we are going to be rocked now. 2,000 years ago, he says, now is the time. Now is the year of the Lord's favor. Bless God. Anxiousness is worry. Now, I'm not a professional at this. I'm just, this is what I've experienced. Uh, and so I'm just letting you know, there are probably smarter people who can talk about this. But uh, just le lean in. Lean into what God has to say. Uh, anxiousness is a, is a worriness, is a, is a nervousness, unease, unsettling of your circumstances, and the fear of unknown, the mystery, what's going to happen. Um, we've been there? Yeah? And when we make agreement with these things, it pulls our eyes away from Jesus, who is our only source of strength and wisdom and power. And what I want us to do is really feel this is not a, uh, anxiousness is not a pet to keep around, you know? It's a tool in the enemy's hand to keep you from God and from the things of God. We don't want it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's his tool, and it wields great power. Um, there are some passages that, uh, that when I read, I'm like, I have no idea what that means, and I need to lean in and pray, and sometimes it takes months to really understand the scripture. Then there are some that make sense, but I'm not experiencing it quite yet, so I'll pray, Lord, let me experience this thing in my life. And then there are these passages where we're like, this just makes sense. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Psalm 37, 8 says this. Right at the end of it, it says, fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. 
To fret means to be visibly worried or anxious. So it's saying, fret not yourself. Don't, don't do this. It tends only to evil. This is what it produces. So worry doesn't only just bind us. It's oppressive, right? Uh, but it also causes us to do really dumb things. Has anyone been worried and done really <laughs> dumb things? More than once. Have you happened once and then you thought you learned your lesson and it happened again? Yeah, okay. All right, so we're all... This is a word for me, too, so just so you know. I love that sound. I just love that sound. Um, so anxiety causes us. Here, here's what's, again, I just want us to feel it's, it's danger that we, we need to fight against this thing. We, we don't want to allow it to stay in our hearts. Anxiousness causes us to step out of the God's timing and to make things happen in our own flesh. Who's done this before? You guys know the story of Abraham uh, and Sarah. They were promised a child. Uh, they were promised actually children as numerous as the stars. Um, Abraham was old and his wife was unable to bear children. They waited quite a long time for the fulfillment of this. They haven't seen the fullness of it in their lifetime, but they, they waited a long time for the promised child, Isaiah. And now they're waiting. Abraham's old. His wife's unable to have children. And in Genesis 16, Sarah convinces Abram to... Uh, well, I'll just read it. Uh, Genesis 16, 1 through 2 says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to, or Sarai at this moment, uh, said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Now, God had spoken to them, you will have this child, right? And now they're waiting for this child. What we're seeing here is the playing out of man's plan versus the difference, the playing out of God's plan. And um, now that seems like not as, uh, as serious, but there's a passage in Matthew 16. Uh, do you know where, where Peter decides to let the Lord know something? Um, Jesus is talking about he's about to suffer many things and he's going to be put to death and on the third day he would raise and Peter takes him aside <laughs> Jesus aside and he says far be it from you Lord this shall never happen but he turned Jesus turned to Peter and said get behind me Satan you're a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God but on the things of man and what what he's getting at is that the wisdom of man apart from God is satanic in nature it's 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 not good. It's not just not good. It's, it's demonic. And that's why he says, get behind me, Satan. Romans 8 says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It's not just indifferent. It's hostile. It cannot submit to God's law. And so what we're seeing in this passage with Abram and, and Sarai taking things into their own hands is straight up disobedience it's disobedience and for hagar it's abuse it's producing many sins not just one sin and this is what happens fret not yourself it tends only to evil ishmael comes right this is uh abram and hagar's son and he and he becomes a stumbling block in the things of god and hagar is subject to abuse due to someone else's disobedience it doesn't just hurt you it can hurt others are you with me? 
Anxious is not a, not a pet. Not a pet. Israel had a, uh, their first king was named Saul, and uh, it's, his story is a tragic story. Um, it starts off promising, but there's this scene in 1 Samuel where Saul is, uh, he's with his army, and they are ready to fight the Philistines. They're encamped, and the instruction Saul was given was to wait for Samuel, right? That's the instructions, and instead, um, instead of waiting, Samuel, I guess, took too long, and the people were getting agitated, and, and Saul was fearful of losing his people. So instead of trusting the prophet, he decides to um, offer sacrifices that were only appropriate for the prophet or the priest to, to offer. And so he did this out of fear. Um, and listen to what Samuel says. Again, we're talking about moving from a place of anxiousness, right? Samuel says to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God with which he commanded you. For then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. He, that's what he would have had. I want you to feel this. That's what he would have had. But now your kingdom shall not continue. Anxiousness has this ability to cause us to forfeit our destiny. Wherever God is calling us to, feel this. This is, this is tough, but it's true. In Numbers 14, Moses sends out 10 spies. Uh, the Israelites was a slave nation. They get, they get freed ridiculously they get freed and now they're on the way to the promised land and they're right there and so Moses sends out 10 to uh, 10 spies to investigate the land eight out of the 10 spies sees a land flowing with milk and honey uh, they see giants in the land and they see fortified cities when they come back they give a bad report why because they set their eyes on the obstacles and have forgotten the God who took them out of captivity they forfeited their ability to enter into the promises of God. Anxiety and fear are not passive things. They, they, they produce things. Um, two out of the ten spies saw exactly the same thing. So they saw everything. It, it's, it's recorded in Numbers 14 and I think 13. Uh, they saw the same thing, but this was their response. This is Joshua and Caleb. If the Lord delights in us, now, he's not wondering, does the Lord delight in us? They're confident about this. You see this in Deuteronomy 10, 15. The Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples as you are this day. Psalm 18, he brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. You'll find this everywhere. Uh, so he says, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. For they are bred for us. They have a different view of the obstacles. They are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Anxiousness, anxiety, keeps our, has a way of keeping our eyes on the obstacles. It, has our, it, it makes us forget that God does things that are impossible. It not only keeps our eyes on the obstacles, it causes us to forget the testimony of the Lord. They were delivered with signs and wonders. There was no strength in the people of Israel. They were delivered with signs and wonders, and they were led through a, a sea that split. There was a wall of water on one side, a wall of water on the other side, and they walked right through. 
They forgot that with God, all things are possible. And we're called to a lifestyle of doing impossible things. So there's plenty of, <laughs> I guess, fuel for us to be like, well, are we going to look at this thing in front of us or are we going to remember our God? Some of you have been walking with the Lord and are experiencing things. If this is you, you can raise your hand. Are experiencing things you would have thought were impossible decades ago, years ago, months ago. Is this true? Are, are some of you walking in things that you would have said, that no way? Some of your salvation stories is like, no, I never thought I would serve the Lord, you know, let alone be in a church. Yeah, amen? Yeah. I know that there are testimonies here of addictions being broken and bodies being healed of incurable sickness or in ways that are undeniably supernatural. People are loving your enemies. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this in this house alone. So why, why put our trust in Jesus? While the trials and the circumstances of the world, they're like waves, they're seas, they're winds, they're, they're unpredictable. We don't, they're, it's, it's, it's chaotic. But when we put our eyes on Jesus, his character is uncompromising. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never shift. So while everything's shifting around you, Jesus remains the same. There is no one more patient than him, and that will never change. There is no one more kind than him. That will never change. No one more loving. No one more compassionate, merciful. There's no one who loves uh, justice more than, more than Jesus. He's the God who sees. And no one's more involved in your life than him. Even now, as things are going on, he's in the midst. He's there. He cries when you cry. He's so committed. You know Jesus is the shepherd that walks with you in the valley of the shadow of death? Do you know that? Do you know Jesus is the one that prepares a table while you're surrounded? You feel surrounded. You feel helpless. You're like, what am I going to do? You know Jesus prepares a table, right? He's so committed. He's so committed. Even on the cross, that wasn't the end. You know? Man was without power until the Holy Spirit was received. And in Acts, Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God. He received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he poured him out. He did not leave his church without power. Hallelujah. And even now, in this moment, God, Jesus, is praying on our behalf. He's interceding for us. Is anyone going through issues? Is anyone at all? All right. Jesus is praying for you. Could you tell your neighbor Jesus is praying for you? <laughs> Come on, that's to be celebrated. Does God answer God's prayer? Like, hallelujah. There's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. That's, un that's an unchanging truth. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Isn't that exciting? How many of you guys have stumbled and fallen and strayed? And, and Jesus says, I'm committed to the work I'm doing in your life. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He says, if you walk with him, you won't walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is a faithful friend. He's a source of comfort and strength, even in painful times. While circumstances and um, an uncertain future outcomes seem chaotic, Jesus is an anchor for our souls. And, a, and has a character that is fixed and is true. When we set our eyes, it's that whole, like, we become the thing we worship. When we set our eyes on the one who's unshakable, we become unshakable. 
And it's not only Jesus' uh, character, but Jesus' power. Jesus is not only willing to be with you and to, to, to heal you, he has the power to do so. His power is unsurpassable. If God is for us, who can be against us? Every demonic thing coming at your life, Jesus has disarmed every ruler. So sometimes it can feel like this thing is going to determine the outcome of my life, but Jesus is actually there. He's disarmed it. He's disarmed it. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Jesus is the binder of the broken heart. He, He has the power to do that. He has the power to heal the sick. He has the power to deliver those tormented and oppressed. He has the power to free us from sin. Jesus does not only want to save, but he can actually save you. And according to Hebrews, to the uttermost. Now, I'm not saying that you won't experience pain or trial. Uh, Jesus promises this. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. What I am saying is that if you keep your eyes on Jesus... You will experience a grace of his power and friendship like no other. Pain and trial will not destroy you but promote you. There's a saying, I'm pro- uh, there's a saying I heard, and I'm still processing it, so you can take it or leave it, and you can take or leave anything I say, uh, just so you know. Uh, and it goes like this. I've had pain I did not deserve, but I've never had pain I did not need. And the idea is that whatever comes at you, it forms you. It produces glory. It produces light. Come on. It can't take you. It can't take you. That's how faithful Jesus is. Now, anxiety will cause you to waste your pain. You'll waste it. These are opportunities to, like, grow and to, to become the thing that God is shaping you to be. And anxiousness, which is a tool of the enemy, again, not a, not a friend of ours, it will cause you to waste it. That's why James tells us to count it all joy when testing comes, because it produces steadfastness. And when it has its full effect, you'll lack nothing. Romans tells us to rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and character and hope. Now, God has come to set us free. He's serious. Jesus is serious about our freedom. And he's serious about the fruit in our lives because the fruit in our lives will give glory to the Father. And he's serious about peace ruling our hearts. Y'all with me? All right, so how do we break free from anxiety? I'm going to tell you what I do, and I'm sure there's probably a hundred different ways of doing this. But this is what I felt highlighted. Uh, But before before I say that, um, I want to say that to not worry is a command and not a suggestion. This is important because it, 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 it takes off the table that, oh, I can just have this in my life. It's, I, this is a command that can be either obeyed or disobeyed. And if it can be obeyed, uh, there is grace to obey it, right? So it settles the issue for me. Once I know it's a command, Jesus says this, okay, now let's, let's face this on. We don't, we don't want sin, right, dwelling in our hearts, right? So in John 14, 1, Jesus tells his disciples, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In this discourse, uh, John 13 through 17, um, a beautiful, powerful passage where Jesus 
It's his last night. He's about to be betrayed. He's about to go to the cross, and he's speaking uh, to his the people he loves, right? The, the people he's called to himself. Keep in mind that he just uh, he just told his disciples that they will experience personal failure. He just told them that Jesus knows what's about to happen, and he told them, "Listen, Peter, you will deny me, and everyone will scatter." His disciples, Jesus' disciples, will abandon Jesus on the hardest night of his life. He also reveals to the beloved that they'll have betrayal in their midst. He tells them, Judas will betray you. Will betray me, excuse me, as Jesus. But they'll experience, they, they, they walk, you guys know what betrayal feels like, yes? Yeah, he's saying, this is what you're going to experience. Persecution, he, he says. And then, Jesus, the one they love, will die. They're going to lose a friend. At least, I don't, I, they don't know what's going on. They're fully not there. They're checked out. But this is what Jesus is telling them. And, he, and I feel like Jesus feels what's rising up in them. So there's plenty to be worried about, but Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. This is, he knows, Jesus knows they're about to betray. Jesus knows they're about to fail. And he's telling them, before it happens, let not your hearts be, be troubled. Believe in me. And he says that peace, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Remember, anxiousness is not our inheritance, peace is. Peace is our inheritance, and it's powerful. And so my, I'm not suggesting that we can work up a, a place of freedom out of anxiousness from our flesh, right? I'm not saying that. It's a, it's a work of the Spirit. But what I am saying is that we can position ourselves to receive the Lord's peace and then to walk in it. Does that make sense? Right? That that's our work. So it involves work, but not the type of work that's just like, I'm gonna, you know, really go for this. Position yourself. Okay. So what what are the ways I do? I I, I like one, if you're taking notes, I mean I don't know. Meditate on God's word. These are all classics. Meditate on God's word. Psalm one says, Blessed is the man, right? whose delight is in the law of the Lord. In all his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its seasons and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Isn't that awesome? As you meditate on the Lord's words, his very words, which is not just, it's, it's nourishment, it's life, it's spiritual, and it anchors us in any storm, it anchors us. Romans 12, this is the renewing of the mind. Don't be conformed to this world. How do you be conformed to this world? Well, you, you, you let anxiety just rule your hearts. That's how you be conformed. But he says, don't do that. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may test and discern the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I do this in, in different ways, and there's probably, again, 100 different ways, but memorization of the word, I feel very helpful um, I, would, I would take a passage, and I would, I would memorize it in the morning, and then it's with me throughout the day. As I'm working, I'll just allow that to just play in my head. It's just practicals. You guys with me? Yeah? Cool. Another way is praying the word. Um, open your word and just allow, uh, just have conversation with God. Have a little passage, and then just ask God, what does this mean? God, how do I walk in this? Lord, let me see what you see. Simple phrases like that, and take your time. Wait, wait. Um, another thing is repetition of the word. I was, I will say, we kind of had this experience. I don't know if you guys recognize it. Um, 
at least I did, whenever we say, like, we sing in worship, like, this one line, and we sing it over and over and over again, it's like we're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the revelation of what we're singing. We're almost like, at first, we're this close, and then we're experiencing at a deeper level. Do you guys feel that? Yeah? So it's, it's like that. I would, I would take a, a passage, and I'm, maybe not a long passage, but, you know, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Something like that. And I'll just say that a few times, and I'll just repeat it um, slowly, different speeds, slowly. And then I'll allow the Spirit to just take that deep into my heart. That makes sense? And it's doable. It's really doable. It's amazing. Um, two. Talk with God and listen to God, which is what we call prayer. <laughs> Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Isn't that awesome? That's a promise. That's crazy. On the, on the hinge that you talk to God, like that's alone, that's... I'm in. But then you get this. Your heart's guarded by peace. Praise the Lord. Does that make sense? Again, doable. Yeah? All right. You can do that today. And then the last thing I'll share, um, which has been helpful for me, especially in the moment where, again, I'm not, I'm not free of this. Like, I, I've, I've lived in anxiousness, and, and every now and then it'll come, and I have to remind myself, and I have to fight. I have to be diligent. I have to remember God's word. Let not your hearts be troubled. Um, which is confess and repent. Uh, so I'll, as it's happening and as I recognize it, sometimes you don't recognize it, but when you do recognize it, I'll confess it before the Lord. Say, Lord, I forgot how, how in control of my life you are. I've, I took this into my own hands. God, I forgot that you are with me. I forgot that you are for me. And I'll just say that to God. I'll say that. In, in, and then I'll repent. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for forgetting. And then I'll invite the Holy Spirit to come and to produce a work in my heart to trust Jesus. We can't, do, we can't work that up. This is a work of the Spirit. And he's very committed to doing that work. He wants to do that. It will bring God glory to do that work. He's committed to it. So confess, repent, and invite Holy Spirit. Does this make sense? Yeah? All right, I, I want to pray for us. Yeah. If, uh, is there anyone here who's, who's just in that type of place, just anxious of heart? Yeah? Why don't we, why don't we practice this now? Uh, why don't you stand, and that'll be an act of confession. Yeah? So anyone who's really wrestling with this, amen, yeah. And, and the, the beautiful thing is the Lord is ready to move. And why don't you just take a few moments and just begin to confess, Lord, I, I've been doing this thing. And whatever that looks like, you know, just take a moment. You don't have to say it out loud, just, just you and God. And then when you do that, just repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I forgot. I forgot how faithful you were. 
I forgot the last time you pulled me out of a, the same thing. I forgot, Lord. I'm sorry. You don't have to beg in, in this place. He's, he is arms open wide. And there's a smile on his face. few more seconds, just you and the Lord just begin to talk to him. And now I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit. Alright? Now, Jesus is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is a promise. This is a glorious promise. Thank you, Lord. Now, you can hold your hands out, whatever, whatever positions you to receive. If you're tense, loosen up. And I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I thank you, and I pray right now that you would work upon the hearts to see how gloriously trustworthy and faithful Jesus is. I pray right now, Lord, that you would wash away, God, any guilt and shame. And wherever the enemy has been playing the individuals, God, who's just been locked in this thing, God, I, I right now rebuke, rebuke his work in their lives. Holy Spirit, I pray would you go deep. Would you cause every individual right now to go deeper in friendship with God? And I pray, Lord, like you did this morning, that you would continue to pour out your love right now in the name of Jesus. Pour out your love right now. In Jesus' name. Pour out your love right now. In Jesus' name. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're faithful, Lord. And now I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to do whatever he wants to do. And we're going to wait, <laughs> and we're just going to see what happens. Amen? Cool. Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to your people? Come, Holy Spirit. We're so happy you could join us on the Home Church Podcast. We pray this week's message encourages you to behold the Lord Jesus and bring his kingdom wherever you go. You can visit us online at myhomechurch.org, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, text the amount to 84321. Bless you.